Hey there, greetings everyone and welcome back to another episode of Plan B Success. I've been in more conflicts than I care to count. In most cases, they were avoidable and could have been resolved if only we had taken the time to think through our actions instead of reacting impulsively. But there's no need for you or me to make that mistake again. With this handy guide, we can move through these situations with ease. Here are some steps that will help you manage disagreements without making things worse. Define the conflict. You'll want to think through the problem and how it affects you, the other person and the relationship. This is critical because it will help you determine how much time and energy you want to devote to resolving the conflict. What are we really arguing about? How does this affect me personally? What impact does it have on those around me, family members, co-workers or associates? How might others be affected by the situation, customers, suppliers or vendors if relevant? Identify the root cause and timeline. Conflicts are often triggered by frustrations, misunderstandings or resentments that have built up over time. A conflict may also be a reaction to a specific event. For example, someone is late for a meeting. To make matters worse, conflicts can snowball into bigger problems if you don't resolve them quickly and effectively, especially when it comes to your relationships with family members or co-workers. To identify the root cause of your conflict, think about how long it has been going on. Has this issue been bothering you for weeks, years? Think about what impact this issue has on your relationship with this person. Is there trust between both parties? Designate a mediator if it's necessary. If the conflict is a particularly contentious one, it may be necessary to designate a mediator. The mediator should be someone who is neutral, not involved in the conflict and respected by both the parties. This person will help each party feel comfortable speaking openly about their concerns without worrying that they'll offend or hurt someone else's feelings. If you cannot find someone like this on your own, or if no one volunteers, try asking a friend or family member who has those qualities, or even hiring an outside professional offering mediation services. It's important to note that if you choose to use a third party instead of being direct with your partner about what's bothering you, then there are still rules for communicating effectively with this third party. Make sure your message remains constructive. Don't let them talk down or tell each other off. Don't interrupt. Remember that everyone deserves respect during this process, even if they aren't showing it, and so forth. Make sure the other party is ready to resolve the conflict and do not move forward if they're not ready. When you're trying to manage a conflict, sometimes it can be difficult to tell if the other party is ready to resolve it. When you're unsure, ask them directly. If they say no, don't move forward with resolving the conflict. You will not be able to do so effectively unless the other person is ready. If they say yes, then proceed with caution and remind them that they need to be willing to talk about it later as well. Never blame someone else for your own actions or feelings. You may be tempted to blame someone else for your own actions or feelings. For example, 
you might think that your boss is being unfair because he gave the promotion to someone else instead of you. Blaming others won't solve the problem and could make things worse. Instead of blaming other people, try talking about what happened and how it made you feel in a respectful way. I'm disappointed about not getting promoted because I thought my work deserved recognition. You can also ask questions about the situation. I'm confused about why we are having this meeting today. Did something happen? By being curious rather than defensive, you'll learn more about what's going on and how best to address it. And as an added bonus, it'll lead everyone involved toward a more positive resolution. Consult a mediator if you feel stuck at this point. If you and your team are feeling stuck at this point, it may be time to consult a mediator. A mediator is trained in helping parties reach mutually acceptable solutions by having them consider their own interests as well as those of the other side. Mediation can help you find win-win solutions that improve communication between the parties and make sure everyone feels heard. If you find yourself using words like I need or they should, then it might be time for an unbiased third party to step in and offer some insight on how both sides feel about the situation at hand. Try to listen to what the other person needs, not just what they're saying. When someone is upset, it's important to listen to them. Don't just listen for what they're saying, but also for what they are not saying. We often don't tell people things because we are afraid of how they will react or what they might say in response. Being able to hear those unspoken fears and taking steps toward addressing them is a powerful skill. When you do speak up, try to be empathetic and acknowledge their feelings, even if it makes you uncomfortable or does not agree with your own point of view. Noting their emotions shows that you care about their feelings as much as your own and allows them space to express themselves fully without fear of judgment or ridicule. And finally, know when it's time for action. If someone has expressed their concerns about something that bothers them repeatedly over time, or if this is a recurring issue, offering a solution can help move things forward quickly so everyone can get back on track without dragging out the conflict. Always respond with empathy. There are two major ways to resolve conflicts in the workplace. Compromise this involves coming to a solution that is mutually beneficial for both parties. Collaboration. This requires you and your co-worker to work together as a team to solve the issue at hand without compromising on each other's needs and beliefs. It's important that you choose which method will work best for your situation since each approach has its own pros and cons. For example, collaboration may help build trust between yourself and your colleagues in the long run, but can also lead an otherwise healthy relationship into unnecessary drama if it's not executed properly or handled sensitively enough by all parties involved. This goes double when working with close friends. Let them know what you need from them without being defensive or accusatory. Be clear about what you need from them without being defensive or accusatory. If a co-worker is constantly interrupting your work, ask him or her to stop. If a friend keeps borrowing money, tell him or her that it's making you feel stressed out and would appreciate them paying back what they owe sooner rather than later. If a family member is disrespectful towards certain members of your household, let him or her know 
that this behavior is not appropriate and won't be tolerated going forward. Don't be overly apologetic or submissive. While there are times when apologies may be necessary, for example, if someone was offended by something we said, they shouldn't be used as an excuse for giving up on our needs or interests. Come prepared with solutions that have worked for you in the past, but be open to trying new solutions as well. Leave room for compromise and negotiation. If you're going into a conflict situation with your partner, it is best to come prepared with solutions that have worked before. You should also be willing to negotiate and compromise if needed. You may not get everything you want, but at least the two of you can work together toward common goals instead of just arguing about things endlessly without reaching any sort of resolution or compromise. You can manage conflicts in ways that build relationships rather than make them worse. Managing conflicts effectively is a skill that can be learned and practiced. To start, you must always be prepared to compromise. Always listen, but don't assume that what you hear is correct at face value. That's why it's important to focus on asking questions and understanding the other person's point of view instead of just listening for your turn to talk. And when you're in a heated argument with someone, remember that there are two sides of every story. Your version might not always be right. If you find yourself in a conflict situation with another person or group of people, ask yourself if they're acting out of malice or ignorance. While they may have done something wrong, they may not have meant any harm by it or even realize the effect it would have on others, especially if they're new. If either answer applies, then take time away from your current conflict before making decisions about how best to handle future conflicts involving these parties. This will help prevent any hurt feelings later on down the road when both parties realize that things could have gone differently had one party been more open-minded during initial discussions rather than just sticking rigidly stubborn behind their original stance regardless what anyone else says or does. Conflicts are never easy and they can be especially difficult when they involve the people we care about most. But by following these steps you can manage conflicts in ways that build relationships rather than make them worse. You might even find that resolving your conflicts becomes easier over time. Hey Plan Beers, I hope you liked that episode and took a lesson or two away. Do visit planbsuccess.live or find Plan B Success Podcast on your favorite listening platform. Do subscribe, share a review and leave a comment. And check out Plan B Success YouTube channel and subscribe, like and comment there as well. Let's spread the word.